0: Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vit Kutusek.
1: So it's my pleasure to, to welcome to our LinkedIn smarts, uh, my dear friend um, and uh, video marketer Todd Hartley. He's doing excellent job uh, in a video marketing space and especially on the LinkedIn. And that's why I'm so happy to have him on uh, on our podcast and on, our, on this video interview.
0: Uh, welcome, Todd. It's great to be here with you, man. Thank you so much for connecting with me again.
1: Todd, first question would be pretty simple. Um, how did you start with LinkedIn? Can you tell us what what was your journey with LinkedIn?
0: Um, I I've been on LinkedIn early, and I'm a believer of the platform. But where the bell really rang for me is when LinkedIn started allowing native upload because we watched. By the way, let me pump the brakes for anybody who may not know. Our job is to always bring you along the ride. So if I say native upload, what I mean is instead of using a YouTube video on LinkedIn, which you did for years – When LinkedIn allowed you to upload that video into LinkedIn, meaning natively, that to me was a signal, a market signal that LinkedIn was taking video seriously as a tool for business. And so I had to accelerate at that point and start going all in on LinkedIn.
1: Uh, That's fantastic. Uh, But uh, I'm pretty sure that you've been on the LinkedIn for much longer. And perhaps like many of us, we had our LinkedIn uh profile set up way way back we didn't do much with it and then you know suddenly so what was your wake up call what was that what one particular moment um, was it just one particular moment when you suddenly realized oh okay let me try this linkedin thing
0: yeah i did a um i i noticed linkedin was a legitimate tool when I started going to business conferences and people would, if I'm walking through the conference, people would come out and say, Oh my God, I'm following your material dude. You're everywhere. And for me, that was a really good market signal that LinkedIn was a valuable platform for me to be engaging.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, why do you feel that LinkedIn is such a good platform for business owners and why do you promote LinkedIn, um, you know, with your work?
0: Yeah, I think LinkedIn is the perfect place for you to be able to develop relationships, especially in this new world where access, physical human to human access is prohibited. You know, LinkedIn's a fabulous platform for being able to Uh, gain trust, develop relationships, and then move people through the logical thought journey from LinkedIn onto your website and down through some type of customer journey. And you can do that with greater finesse on LinkedIn than you can on any other social network. On top of that, you can also target people and be able to find them by their titles. You could get into their conversations. And before you know it, you've kind of networked yourself in a very human-to-human human way that you can't do on other platforms because other platforms are more personal-based and not business-based.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think uh, LinkedIn is a fantastic platform because uh, people going to LinkedIn with very business uh, business mindset, right? Like they're looking for specific industry insight, um, information some education about about the business so so they have that mindset and we as a business owners can dip into that right and we can we can leverage that uh, for us that's fantastic do you have any specific I would say strategies you know how you go about uh, when you connect with people on LinkedIn do you have any any tips and tricks for us
0: yeah it's funny you say this because I was just giving these tips last night to a a college student that's trying to network her way into people that could hire her when she gets out of school. And really the reality is those same tactics, uh, these same tactics work wherever you are. I think one of the best things you could do is is realize that the LinkedIn algorithm wants to promote people that are good neighbors and members of the community. So One of the best tactics is, oh, by the way, you and I are both thought leaders. And if you work on LinkedIn, like you are a thought leader and a guru and you aren't a contributing member of the community, then LinkedIn will downgrade you and start to bury your information. So what does this really mean? This means that even as a thought leader or a guru, you are supposed to, as a good member of the community interact with other people, add value on other people's posts, ask questions, be a hungry learner. And what I've discovered through that process is every time I comment on other people's posts, I ask questions to the person who created that content. I see that people come back and look at my page and my page analytics goes up. And so what i discuss and then people start hitting me up because they want to follow me and get more insights and wisdom so the most important tactic is be a good member of the community just like you would at home and go around and interact add value and those people will start to follow you so when you post your information you're growing your audience and your influence
1: it's actually very interesting because um, I don't know if you know, we're just running our free five day LinkedIn challenge uh, this week. It's about 950 people taking part in it. I was absolutely amazed by the number, you know, and um, the community which came together. And actually today, today is a day where, you know, the video which was uploaded in the morning was talking exactly about this, you know, go. And if you want to connect with somebody, engage with those people, make a meaningful, sensible comments because they people, they, they will notice you, they will, you know, you become a raving fan of that particular person, right?
0: Yes, yes. And, you know, especially someone like me who travels all over the world to either speak or uh, work with clients. And so when I get to those cities, I've I've already developed relationships with people. So I'm often creating content with them for their audiences and for my audiences. And in doing so, you know, I'm helping to, you know spread my name and my message over to their audience and vice versa and that's a really smart way of covertly adding value and it's great that you're already seeing that with the thousand people that are jumping into your challenge that's beautiful you're talking about content
1: um, which uh, brings me to another question. obviously you know what do you see from your perspective what kind of content works on the linkedin and why do you think it works
0: this is a tricky question because where most people make the mistake on LinkedIn is they, they look the whole, the whole success of the internet is the opposite of broadcasting. Broadcasting is to the largest number of people possible. Television, print, radio, that's the old world and success on the web has been narrow casting to a very select audience. But what I've discovered on LinkedIn where I get the best results is when I don't niche down. When I niche down to a very specific audience right here, these are the people that are interested in video marketing. My numbers are small because my universe is small. And when I niche up or broadcast on LinkedIn and I talk about things that are irrelevant to the vast majority of people, and I use that as a, Uh, mass awareness opportunity to learn about me that's where I get the best results and I actually reach more people inside my niche by going in that big broadcast realm and so where I tend to find the greatest value or and the best results for me is when I'm candid and vulnerable and share something that I've had to learn the hard way. And in doing so, it's like a magnet and it just brings people to me. And that tends to be the best results that I get. Hmm.
1: Excellent. Um, So I hear you saying that basically, um, you're trying to reach out, uh, sometimes uh, we're trying to reach out to a broad audience, but actually we should be more focused on, on the quality of our audience and how we can serve that quality
0: audience, right? Uh, Well, I think you have two options here. And I actually run two different strategies at one time. One strategy is to cater and entertain my target customer base. Okay. The other one, and that's all niche content. The other one is to expand awareness for me and my thought leadership. And in this area here, I need to be talking about uh, about motive. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a, a business uh, advisor. I need to be talking about leadership and lessons learned that spreads my awareness. So there's more people that I can get down into this niche content later on. And I have to go back and forth between the two. So if you watch me closely, you'll notice that I'm probably doing equal parts, something where I'm sharing a life lesson, that anybody could benefit from that gets shared by hundreds of people spreads the big net. And then the next piece of content is something in my niche where I'm trying to, you know, generate customers. I hope that helps. That's about as, as uh, candid and transparent, I could be at a high level for people to follow get it get it uh, so
1: probably what I, what I understand from what you're saying that it's a it's a different thing when you're talking to the um, uh you know in a different level of of your marketing funnel if it's if it's awareness it's more of a of a broadcasting thing and if it's if it's really focused
0: message is to the niche market right yeah because if you just do your niche and by the way i'm not cool enough like you to say niche but if you just do your niche then what ends up happening is your audience becomes a smaller and smaller subset of LinkedIn. So I think you've got to do both. you got to do them with finesse and you have to be a bright light that attracts people. Got
1: it. I'm not as cool as you to say finesse, but um, but yeah, I like I like that word. Todd, I-, I want to ask you what kind of format of, uh, of post works for you? Is it videos, short, uh, short um, form, long form uh, with images, without images? tell us what what is what are your experiences with that?
0: Well, I think video gets me the best results and I'm a I'm a firm believer in it. You know, I I've been in the video space since officially 2010 when I opened this business, but prior to that I created the first video medical encyclopedia on the internet from 2007 to 2010. And so I'm a believer, but I also think of video like Um, like the honey that's going to catch more flies. So, you know, I use it because it just, people are more likely to engage with it. And when they do, they develop deeper relationships. And what I've noticed is when I use a video, I start to grow exponentially. When I use a post, I've kind of limited my ability to reach out. When I go to long form and I create an article, the audience is smaller and smaller. And really all I'm doing is listening to what the audience is demanding. And then I, I do my, my best foot forward on what they're asking for. So if they were asking for long form, I'd be a guru of long form, but people are too lazy to read. And so that's why I continue to see video getting the best results. And that's why I wanna specialize in the power of video like you do. How often do you post on the LinkedIn? I try to post every day. I wanna be a consistent presence. And by every day, I mean Monday through Friday or five days a week. And I want to make sure that I'm adding value and sharing. And throughout the week, I'm keeping a list of the things I want to talk about. I already have my post for today that is ready to go out. I like to time it first thing in the morning because in the U.S., I live on the, on the West Coast. I know the East Coast wakes up before me. And I need to make sure first thing in the morning, that post that was already prepared the day before gets going because the time difference between where I live and where New York is, is three hours. And if I wait to when, when, when I'm up and in the office, that's already lunchtime in New York. So I've already missed a good bulk of the morning of LinkedIn people. So I strategically place that for where I get the best results and that will be different for everybody. The real thing here is listen to the audience. Your audience will provide you the answers of what you're supposed to do next, but you have to be still enough to look at the data and start to decipher what that audience is telling you.
1: By analyzing the data and you've been on LinkedIn for a long time, you have a lot of experiences with that. did you notice when people actually engage uh, engaging with with those posts? Is it uh, is that um, can we can we s- like a generalize it into certain, um, you know, hours? Is it the morning,
0: afternoon, working days? What what works for you? Well, I can only tell you what works for me. Mm-hmm. And what I specifically want people to do is start looking to see what works for them. Because for each of us, it's going to be different based on our audience, our industry, and so on. And um, I notice that if I jump on a post and start interacting with people, literally having conversations, you know, you you know, when I post something and you rep, and you put a comment, I jump right back in, right? And the reason is the LinkedIn algorithm is looking for indicators of of um, audience interest. And what they're really looking for is interaction, conversation, back and forth. They're looking for shares, they're looking for the uh, likes, they're looking for um, activity, because activity is a indicator, the most valuable to them for how valuable your content is. And the sooner you can get that activity going after you posted, the faster LinkedIn will start to expand your post to larger and larger numbers of people, which is the whole goal. So look, let me, let me be very uh, frank with people that post their content and then go all cool guy and then back off of it and move on to other things. Those people end up getting less and less exposure because they're not demonstrating a good community member. They're not showing that they're interested in interacting. And a lot of times as people grow in their industry and niche they start to look at themselves as a celebrity and before they know it their audience becomes smaller and smaller and smaller so the humble person that interacts that wants to be part of their community and be a good member of that community that adds value are the ones whose posts continuously end up spreading and all you really have to do is reverse engineer the people who are blowing up on linkedin Reverse engineer, study what they're doing, watch everything that they're doing, replicate it and you will get equal results. We both are big believers in
1: video. Uh, um, Both of us, we know that video works really well and especially on LinkedIn. I actually just recently got my badge of a a live broadcaster on LinkedIn, which which is fantastic and I'm happy.
0: By the way, when you get going, Let's do one of those together because I have mine. I do it all the time. I love it, and I know that you're a member of the Wire Buzz Insider community on Facebook, and I'm sure you've seen that when I do my LinkedIn Lives, I also stream them over into that community, which allows me to feed both universes, right? Yep. So um, my question would be, you know, you're you're big on a LinkedIn Live.
1: Um, how does that work for you? And uh, with, um, with that, what you just mentioned about interaction, about uh, engagement with, with, with the audience?
0: So there's, a, there's good and bad. And by bad, I don't mean um, with a capital B. It's a small bad. The good is I love it because I'm a former live talk show host and I love being able to do this. I think LinkedIn went to market before they built out the technology so there's a third party set of applications that you need to use and pay for which is not really a problem because it's a business expense but you need to use those in order to access it but it also means that you don't really get great real-time interaction because the posts and comments are kind of Difficult to interact with in that real-time view. That's probably the bad. The other bad is they they used to expand the uh, really promote those LinkedIn live events and Now they're doing less and less of that or giving you less exposure than they used to so the value is decreasing But if you know how to repurpose that and you're a marketer and you look at the interview and you say, oh, wow, this is a good two minute take, this is a good two minute take, and you repost it and repurpose it, now you've got an opportunity to um, skip more rocks with one toss if that makes sense, which is my like safe way of not saying kill two birds with one stone. I'd rather skip two rocks with one toss. And you can then spread that information. I think there's a, a good and a bad to it. It's not optimal, but it's probably where Google Plus was in 2011 when they launched. And I'm surprised LinkedIn didn't up themselves before they went to market.
1: Yeah, actually, I, I need to second that because uh, for me, you know, suddenly being thrown into this world of LinkedIn Live and uh, figuring out that actually is not as easy as Facebook Live where you just simply just press a button and you're live with the LinkedIn is a little bit more difficult and the reach, as you mentioned, yeah,
0: it's not that great as it should be. Yeah, Yeah, but it's also uh, it's surprising that that they weren't, it's not like video all of a sudden came up and then LinkedIn was like, let's do video. You know, they've been planning this for years. You know, they've been studying what Facebook and Google did to, and and Periscope. And, um, and so they've been studying this and it didn't seem like they put things into action before they went live. And that's why they had to use a third party service. So, I mean, I love it, but I also feel like LinkedIn is a little behind the times because any social network would have had, I hate to be so critical, um, would have already had this thought out before they started rolling it out. Yeah. Um, That brings me to another question, which I wanted
1: to ask you. Did you have any, um, have you had any, uh, like a bad experience with LinkedIn in your, you know, in your, in your journey?
0: Well, those are the only issues. And I actually think they're small Bs because I'm thrilled with LinkedIn as a tool, it is the most valuable social network for me. And, um, and, and so I really haven't had any bad experiences. I've met a lot of extraordinary people that ended up becoming clients through it. Um, my biggest recommendation is don't create this limiting self-belief of a barrier between the content you post on LinkedIn and the content you post on Facebook or other social networks. They're actually a lot more similar And the more human you are and the less professional, I've got to be just like this, the more human you are, the better results you'll have on LinkedIn. So quit thinking that you've got to be professional and everything's got to be perfect and really think about the content that you share on Facebook that humanizes you. A lot of that is cross applicable inside of the LinkedIn world. Excellent.
1: One of the last questions, which I wanted to ask you, what do you see there are common mistakes, which people are making on a LinkedIn?
0: Well, I, I mentioned a few already, which I'll just echo right now, which is, uh, people are too cool for school. They post their content and walk away and then they're disappointed that it doesn't get the engagement. Um, the other one is people being people not being good members of the community, meaning they're not adding value in other people's posts. You need to do those things. And, um, And I think the other mistakes are topic selection. Topic selection is really tricky. Even for me as a marketer with a team full of people behind me at an agency. Uh, I think we spend more time on the discussion of topic selection and the title that's going to grab people's eyes when they're skipping through the feed. We spend more time on that than almost anything. And, The people that get great results do. The ones that get less results are um, posting and moving on. Excellent, excellent. Todd, if people want to know
1: something more about you, what you do, what kind of work you do, where you would send
0: them? They could go to wirebuzz.com. That's my agency. I'm also all over LinkedIn throughout the week. And I host a podcast called the Video Marketing Mastery Podcast. I think I'm recording episode 230 today. And it is, it is a, a huge honor for me to be able to teach what I need to learn throughout the week and give that away to other people that are learning how to amplify their marketing and their sales results. Because I think there's a big, I think there's a big problem in the business world where the marketing skills don't really get over to the sales team. And the sales team don't use the marketing assets. And so I've always been this hybrid between a marketer and somebody that's got to sell for my own company. And so for businesses that I work with, I'm like this bridge that brings these two teams in together and allows them to optimize the way they convince and convert. And uh, my freakish obsession is accelerating businesses' sales process so they can generate revenue in this on-demand buying experience world and if anybody that wants to talk about that for their business I'm their guy so please reach out to me wirebuzz.com would be the best way to get a hold of me. When are we going to see you in Dubai speaking here? It'll be very soon I've got a huge announcement coming up in Probably today. And when I say huge, I mean the, one of the biggest announcements of my life. And as soon as somebody else moves forward, you'll get to start to see it. It'll pop up. I'll post it on LinkedIn. And I don't know what my speaking schedule is because, probably just like you and every other speaker under the sun right now, all of our events are canceled or postponed. But God willing, I'd love to get out and go see you and uh, host an event with you. I know we're going to have a lot of fun and I know we're going to make that happen.
1: Todd, it was absolute pleasure to have you on our podcast. It was fantastic. Thank you very much. And uh, and I hope to see you in Dubai very,
0: very soon. It's my pleasure. Thank you for continuing to trailblaze in this topic and for sharing the good information about the power of video marketing with your followers. I love your content, and I'm grateful that you contribute to this community we can all learn from. Thank you very much.